Hey y'all, my name is Will LaHardy and you're listening to Texas Tasty's 512 Degrees, where we talk to artists and influencers about their lives and careers. During our podcast, you hear a conversation with our guest, followed by a finishing lightning round of rapid fire questions. Since releasing her first single in 2019, today's guest has been slowly making her mark on country music, combining powerful vocals, honest songwriting, and bold artistry to produce a sound that is all her own. She is currently on tour across the country promoting Youngblood, her first EP released earlier this year. She's fierce and a force to be reckoned with. Please welcome country rock artist Peyton Howie. Peyton, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Doing good. How are you? I'm doing great myself. It's lovely to talk to you. Who are you and what do you do? Well, my name is Peyton Howie and I'm a country rock artist. I I have, you know, the privilege of getting to write original music, uh, record all that. And I'm, I'm going on tour this year, playing a ton of shows in a ton of different states. I get to do what I love. So that's what I do. You're like living like the dream life, like rock star life. I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> I, I feel, I, I, you know, sometimes like I, I'm going so, so hard, so fast that I like, I slow down and I realize I'm like, oh my gosh, like it's crazy. Like, you know, no complaints. I love it. I heard you grew up in California. Where in California did you grow up? I grew up an hour north of San Diego in a, in a town called Temecula. You know, some people are familiar with it. Some people aren't, but it's like wine country out there. And uh, that's where I was born and raised out in that area. And uh, that's where I started playing music. What music did you listen to growing up and how did that influence the music you create today? Well, I'll say growing up, my mom listened to a lot of country music and my dad was, you know, more of like the classic rock guy. So I got the best of both worlds there, you know, uh, got that traditional country inspiration with a little bit of a rock twist. And that's kind of where my sound comes in with that country rock style, you know? Yeah. And what brought you to country music in particular? What brought you to pursue creating country music? I think just country music, that genre in particular is just like, it's the storyteller genre. You know, you, you listen to country music and it's just, that's the way that we should treat each other. That's the way we should uh, live life. You know, that's just kind of, that's just kind of what I think country music is. And, and I mean, I think, you know, there's other genres out there that tell stories, but I don't think anyone does it quite like country music. You know, there's always generations past, like you get like all the way down the line to the very beginning of country music and people were telling stories way back when. I read somewhere an, an anecdote that you were brought up on stage at Carrie Underwood's concert when you were super little. Describe that. Yeah. So that was my first concert ever. And I, you know, I was five years old and it was kind of in an outdoor arena, some kind of thing. And we were in the rows of chairs on the end and I got pushed out kind of to the end just because people were jumping around and dancing. And so I was out in the aisle of, of chairs, just like dancing around being five and all that. The lights panning across the audience, they like stopped on me where I was dancing. And so Carrie, she like stopped singing and she like kind of knelt down on the stage and uh, told the, her bodyguard there by the stage was like, hey, go grab that little girl. So he comes over and he says to my mom, he goes, Carrie wants your daughter on stage. And so my mom's like, yeah, sure, go ahead. So this like random guy just picks me up and we like got on stage. My mom was like, oh, that probably wasn't a good idea, but ended up being working out totally fine. So he put me up on stage with, um, with Carrie and then she was like holding my hand and we were singing songs and that was on her Some Hearts tour. So that was like, that's still my favorite album of hers to this day. That is so cool. That's like a core memory that that's totally. like <laughs> core memory. Yeah. Oh yeah. No kidding. I just remember like getting to be on the stage and look out and seeing people's faces. Like 
everyone just totally vibe into the same same thing. Like everyone's just there for one universal thing, and that was you know music. And like all these people don't even know each other. And I just that's what I think made me fall in love with the idea of being an artist and sharing music with people, whether it's you know my original music or songs that just you know hey that's I know that's your favorite song or whatever. Just like sharing music in general is just such a cool thing. When did you begin songwriting? I think I wrote and completed my first song probably when I was about uh, maybe 15, 16-ish, around around there. I started learning to play guitar. I taught myself to play when I was about the same, 14, 15-ish. Playing an instrument really helps to write songs because, you know, it just kind of, kind of follows the melody with the chord progressions you're playing. And especially, you know, doing that at the same time, like you have just the ability to create right there playing an instrument. I know so many people that have done it without, but I think that's kind of what inspired my songwriting was learning to play guitar as well. And when did you start singing? I started singing and probably, I mean, I've been singing my entire life, like, straight out the womb I've been singing you know I'm always walking around the house and whether it was country music or anything just what's on the radio like I was always just like you know humming and my family's like oh my gosh shut up you know and it was always just that way like I've always loved music and I started doing it like pursuing it as a career when I was probably you know about 15 16 years old I started singing country music and that just seemed to be the genre that I went towards. Even, you know, growing up in California where it's more, it's predominantly uh, rock, blues, you know, obviously like pop and rap and all that. But just where I was growing up, it was mainly like rock and blues. Like there weren't many people playing country music out there. So it was definitely cool to get to kind of just like explore that on my own. And uh, I've always just kind of wanted to do that. I've always been playing writer's rounds or open mics and just any opportunity to get that out, get out there and share music, you know? When did you first begin producing music? Well, I think I record, my first ever like in-studio recording was, well, my first original song, like my debut single was Catch Flights. And I put that out in, I think, 2019. But I had been in studio recording like, you know, Christmas songs or cover songs with like local people in the area where I was growing up. So I'd been like learning a lot about, you know, recording music and like, you know, you're in there singing the exact same verse 20 times. Like I I learned a little bit more about recording music before I actually recorded my own first song. So I'd say probably about that same age, you know, 14. You released your first single in 2019. Tell me more about that. So my first single ever was Catch Flights, and that was a song that was presented to me by some writers out in Nashville that are just super talented, and they presented me with this song, and I was like, oh my gosh, I love it, you know, the attitude. And so I kind of took that song, and they just sent me like a straight-up acoustic demo of that song. I was, you know, working on writing my own music and creating my own stuff and my style and the story that I wanted to tell, like what I wanted to put out there at that age. So I got in the studio, kind of made it my own, just off a, you know, acoustic demo, as as most people do, which I think is just the coolest thing. And that's how Catch Flights came to be. That was like my first, my debut single. So it was real cool. I got to do like a little release party for it and all that stuff. And I'll, I'll never forget that. You know, you gotta, you gotta, everyone's gotta have their debut single. I'm glad that Catch Flights was mine. That's so awesome. So that was your, was that your first sort of bigger, like more uh, widely streamed song, I guess? Of Yeah, of, it's interesting yeah. too, because I, I still play that song at all my shows and stuff like that, because it's, it's just got like, even playing it live, there's so many like drum hits or like little guitar licks that just 
even if you've never heard the song, it's just great energy. And I, I like, I love it. So I'll even hear people say like, oh my gosh, I love Catch Flight. That's my favorite song of yours. And it's just so funny because now that I'm older, I've been, you know, working on new music, creating a different sound. So it's even funny to hear back that people were appreciating music I was putting out back when I was what, you know, 16 or whatever, 15. And it's just, it's cool to think that people still appreciate that. And I know, I mean, honestly, sometimes it's one of my favorites too. I love it. You released your first single in 2019. How have you grown since then? Well, I have just been lucky enough to have met the like the right people. You know, I've been out in Nashville. I got a place out there. So I spend about half my time out there and just met some awesome musicians, people in the industry that have, you know, taken me under their wing and taught me, um, you know, what it means to be an artist, like what it means to be a songwriter, how to create and just being who you are. But as an artist, you know, taking who you are as a person and turning that into your your brand. And I've just been lucky enough to meet those right people that have taught me to do that in a way where it's like they want me to to succeed and they want to help me grow rather than like, you know, some people are just out there. And I've heard the horror stories of people just out there to get theirs. And like, I've just been lucky, not lucky enough to not have to deal with many of those people at all. So just really keeping my head down, playing is, you know, tons of shows and I'm really excited for like the upcoming shows that I have. I'm opening up for some really cool names and putting out some more music this year, uh, even after all the music I've already released this year. So it's just like, just trying to stay on that role. And I'm curious going off of that, what do you think an artist is? Like what, how would you describe an artist? I think an artist is, well, and that's a big thing is there's a, there's a huge difference between an artist and a performer. And I will say if I was born one, I was definitely born an artist and I'm working on the performer part of it because I, I could, I could sit in my room and write songs and just, you know, put on concerts by myself all day long. Like, but I, I really have to work on being more of like that, that flashy kind of person. Cause that's just not me. I'm more just like chill, laid back. Like I love the, the artistry of in like creating. And I love the emotion that's put into music and that's my favorite thing is when you hear like that deep cut song on an album that not everybody listens to, but it's probably like the most personal song on there. That's my vibe. So I think that is what it means to be an artist is creating something that is is really yours and telling a story, whether it's your story or someone else's story or or even something that you know that people need to hear. That's that is art is creating something that has a message that you're trying to put out there. And remind me how old you are. 20. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, she is 20 years old and she's kicking ass. <laughs> Let's Thank go. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Describe your music for me. As you know, definitely country rock. Like I think that there's a lot of girls out there in country music that are doing, um, doing really well and, and kind of going along that, that sweet soft side. And I'm kind of on the other side of the spectrum. I'm more like, I want to put out bangers. Like I want to put out like, just like hard hitting country rock music. And, and sometimes like I'm cool with putting out, you know, some more heartfelt, slower songs that still kind of follow that traditional, like real country style. Like the latest single I just put out is Jalen Jesus. And the content of that song is, you know, very personal, very raw and real, even though it's, you know, got a slower pace to it, but it's still like, um, more, more of a, a waltz feel, you know, it's, it's got a very traditional sounding uh, instrumentation. It's like, that's, that's kind of my style is real country music, you know? 
Who are your biggest influences? Ooh, there's so many good ones. I love Reba. I think she's got an attitude that, you know, is like insane. Plus she's such a great storyteller. Uh, Loretta Lynn, her, the music that she puts out or that like she's put out and that she's been known for is super controversial. And I just, I love that. I love the fact that she just does what she wants. And then Gretchen Wilson, I love her style. Like I love her voice and like every song she puts out is like, she never, she doesn't miss, you know, she doesn't. So I'd say those are probably my top three. And so you just recently released your EP, Youngblood. Tell me a little more about that. Yeah, so my debut EP, Youngblood, uh, that was released back in February. And uh, it's five songs, and each one tells a different story. Each one is a different piece of who I am and a different side of a story that I'm trying to tell. And anywhere from patriotic anthems talking about the freedom that we have in this country because of the people that are out there fighting for it, all the way to, like, I love to party and hang out with my friends. Like that is a, there's every, every song on there has got a, like a little bit of a different story. So that's what young blood is. And it's, it's been crazy. Like the love that's been shown on the EP so far, it just hit over a million streams like two weeks ago. So that was insane. Wow. Congratulations. Thank that's you. Awesome. Why, why did you call it young blood? Why young blood? So growing up out in Southern California in Temecula, there was a large group of very, very seasoned musicians that were, you know, playing their whole lives and being, I was 15, you know, what at the time learning to play guitar. And I'd always just be like sneaking in the back of the, the clubs and all the places they were playing. And I would just, you know, sit at their feet and learn and, always watching them and they're always like, Oh, Hey, you should, you should learn this song or Hey, like, you know, do this. And I really do feel like those people that I grew up around those seasoned musicians really taught me what it means to be an artist in like, it doesn't, it's not about, you know, perfect pitch. It's not about being the best guitar player. It's just about meaning what you say and feeling what you're, you're putting out there. And so since I was always hanging around them, they nicknamed me young blood. And so they'd be like, oh, hey, Youngblood, whatever. Like, that, that's what they call me because I was always the youngest one there. Like, you know, they're, they're like, they've been around like doing their thing for a long time. And I was just kind of like, hey. <laughs> so, you know, that's how it came to be Youngblood. And I remember when I was getting ready to release my EP, I had some people being like, oh, hey, you know, you just have it, you should have it be uh, self titled, you know, just call it like Peyton Howie, the EP. And I was like, I could. But like, then I was like, okay, self titled, like, what else would I call it? And I was like, young blood like that would be super cool you know because it like it does have a meaning it does have a, a story behind it and um, so in a way it is self-titled just a little bit but that's where it came from what's your favorite song on the ep Ugh. if i had to pick one probably break my own heart that's probably my favorite so you are you're on tour right now correct yes i'm on currently on tour i'm headed out to nebraska this week i'm opening up for uh warren ziders which for anyone that doesn't know, he's a, he's a ride the lightning dude, you know? So I'm like so stoked to get to play with him. He's been, uh, it's, it's, it's his first tour. So like the show sold out in two days, so it's going to be nuts. Then I'm like headed all over the place. I'm going out to California to play some shows uh, back there. And then my band and I, we're playing in Texas. We're going to be April 30th. We're playing the Round Rock Amphitheater. And then May 7th, we're playing the Dallas Cowboys Taco Margarita Festival at AT&T Stadium too. What's your favorite thing about performing? Oh, it's just so cool to get to see like people's reactions and, and seeing people's faces when, whether it's at a writer's round where it's just, you know, you in the silence and they're just listening to what you're saying or, or you're showing or like 
playing them something for the first time, like that's a cool experience of getting to see people's just raw reactions to what you've written. And then the other complete side of the spectrum is last weekend on the 9th, my band and I, we opened up for Gary Allen and it was like insane. It was so fun. Like we had this big old stage to cover my band and I, we were just like running all over, like putting on a show and getting to entertain and hearing people like, you know, yelling and having a good time and singing along that just like nothing compares. You mentioned earlier, you just released your new song, Jail and Jesus. Talk about that a little bit for me. Yeah. Jail and Jesus. Uh, that just came out on Friday. And of all the songs I've released, that is definitely the most personal. I read something back in a book one time, and it was a book written by Greg Laurie where he interviewed Johnny Cash. And Johnny Cash said, looking back at my life, I see I've gone from jail to Jesus. And for me, like I've always had a, like a wild streak, you know? And so when I read that, that kind of, you know, resonated with me and it kind of struck a chord and kind of made me think about just like things that have happened in my life or things that have happened in other, the lives of people around me and seeing that, you know, no matter how good a person is, like we all have to pay the price for the things that we've done. And that's what inspired the stories in Jail and Jesus. And I wrote that song with Eric Halbig and Michael Austin during a, during a trip out in Nashville. So that was really like, there was lots of emotions flying around the writing room that day. And what is your ultimate dream? I just want to do this as long as I can. You know, I, I just want to ride the wave, just keep going. And um, like, I'm already getting to do what I love. Like I get to play music and share it with people. And I get, you know, I get paid to do that too. And it's even crazy, like having music out on streaming platforms and artists know this, but when you like, there's an app on your phone where you can look and see like where your music's being listened to on Spotify and stuff like that. And it's just, it's crazy to think about, like I have people listening to my music right now and like all over the country or like even in Ukraine, like there's people listening to my music. And I'm just thinking like, it's just interesting to think about that. like there's people out there listening to music and you have an effect on people all over that you don't even know. So it's just like, as long as I can do that, like I'm cool. So uh, we've reached the, the final portion of our episode together. It's called the lightning round, which is where I ask you a bunch of random lightning speed questions and you have to answer them at lightning speed. Oh my gosh. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready. Right, ready. Awesome. Awesome. So you, you just moved to Texas. What is your favorite part about living here? The people are so nice. Like everyone is so nice. And compared to where I've grown up before, I know there's a bit of a bad, bad California has a bit of a bad reputation for some people, but I mean, definitely the people, I would say it was almost like culture shock coming out here and people just being so friendly almost, you know, Instagram or TikTok. Oh, TikTok because I have a really short attention span. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Me too. Me too. I feel that on a on an emotional level. Do I feel that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what are you currently binge watching? Literally nothing. I do not ever watch anything. I couldn't even. I honestly am not watching anything right now. I need recommendations though. So if you have any good ones, let me know. I uh, per the per the recommendation of last week's guest, uh, I watched all of the dropout on Hulu. It's excellent. You should check it out. <laughs> I, I definitely will. I have literally not watched anything. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Well, I currently spend a lot of time in Texas and I spend the other half of my time out in Nashville. So honestly, I wouldn't change a thing. Like I, I love being where I am when I'm there, you know? What's your favorite part about Nashville? 
just the community of artists. There are so many people that are, whether they're an artist themselves or just a songwriter or just like, uh, like they play guitar or whatever. Like, it's so cool. Just the amount of people that are there just to create music and art in general. It's so cool. The energy is great. What is your go-to workout song? Back in Black, ACDC. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What is your favorite venue where you've performed? Ooh, that's a tough one. I've played a lot of really cool venues. I'd say probably my favorite so far has been ACL Live up in Austin. That was awesome. That, wait, so did you play at the at the Moody Theater? Or? Yeah, I played there with uh, Brie Bagwell. It was nuts. That is so cool. That's like a dream come true. That's like, I love that venue. It's so, it's just downtown. I love it. Super cool, yeah. And who is your favorite music artist? That is literally the hardest question ever. Um, oh, that's hard. If I had to say 100% my favorite, like all time, it's going to have to be Loretta Lynn. And why do you love Loretta Lynn? Because I think she's just like unapologetically... She's just, and I mean, there's no other way to put this. She's just unapologetically a badass. Like she just is, you know, like if you look back at like her reputation, she had, I think, I'm think if I'm correct, she had like 17 songs banned from radio, like blacklisted because they were so controversial and she just didn't even care. Like she's just like, and look at her now. She's just still living her life, just doing her thing. So I just, I love her attitude. And I love like the fact that she can literally write a song about whatever she's just feels straight up. She's not writing for anybody else but herself and the people that are listening for her music she is such a baddie i didn't know that oh my gosh peyton thank you so much for joining us on 512 degrees well thank you so much for having me it's been good you can keep up with peyton by following at peyton howie music on instagram all of her music including her new ep youngblood can be found on spotify or wherever you get your music Visit PeytonHowie.com for more information on her current tour, which includes multiple stops throughout Texas. If you enjoyed today's episode, then give us a follow at TheTexasTasty on Instagram and Twitter. Future episodes of 512 Degrees can be found wherever you get your podcasts. This is Will Laharty signing off.